I was like, wait, <laughs> like out loud. I was like, wait, <laughs> I grabbed the remote and I like paused it and I, re I rewound, you know, I scrubbed back. I like looked at my friends who were like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> I was like, I looked at my friends and I pointed at the screen and I was like, a graphic designer made that. And they were like, can we go back to watching? I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> it was like my whole world in 30 seconds, just my brain just exploded open. Welcome to the Opening Credits Podcast, where we shine the spotlight on the people behind the scenes of your favourite films and TV shows. In this podcast, we'll meet the people behind the design, who create for both fake worlds and the real world. We'll chat to film professionals about their experiences in the industry, their unique contribution to movie making, and how they apply their craft beyond the world of entertainment. Go behind the scenes of your favourite films and TV shows like never before, and meet the people who until now have been hidden in the credits. Hello, welcome once again to the Opening Credits Podcast. Thanks to everyone who tuned in to the episode last week with Erica Dawn and who liked and shared everything we put on our Instagram about Erica and her work. It got a really great response, so thanks for being part of it. Special thanks to the Graphics Union UK for getting involved. If you don't know who they are, they represent graphic designers working in the UK film and TV industry. So it was great to have them share our content. So big shout out to them. If you're not yet following our Instagram page at opening credits, be sure you do to get the most out of this podcast as we share the work of our guests on there after every episode. And later this week, we're going to be trying something new. If you have any burning questions you'd like to ask a designer working in the film industry, keep an eye out for our Instagram post and comment your questions and I'll ask them to our next guest on the podcast. More details on that at the end. This week though, my guest is Gina Alessi, a graphic designer specialising in design for film, TV and brands. Gina talks to us about the film that inspired her to get into the industry. Her variety of TV work, including American Horror Story and Manhunt, and how she unknowingly made one particular prop for a very special first lady. Gina also shares details of her upcoming course for designers looking to get into the industry, and why she thinks film creatives make the best storytellers, both on and off the screen. Gina, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm good, yes. Um, just got off a nice long week of work. <laughs> what are you working on at the moment? I'm on, uh, it's an Apple TV manhunt. Oh, okay. Uh, we're filming down here in Savannah, Georgia. It's a Civil War, like drama it's feels all chaotic and crazy right now <laughs> yeah i bet yeah it'll be over soon everyone's kind of seeing the finish line so yeah oh okay well it sounds good gina it's great to have you on i've been looking forward to talking to you about your work not only in the film world but also the work you're doing outside of it to bring people's attention to the work of designers in the industry yeah. not unlike opening credits yes thank you so much for having me I was excited when I saw you what you were doing with opening credits. I was like, hey, that guy, <laughs> he gets it. Because it's like, yeah. um, you know, obviously first there was Annie Atkins kind of blowing up the world's view of like, oh, this is a thing. I know mm. a lot of your past guests have talked about Annie Atkins. It's like yeah. hard not to. And especially like I think our generation of little film graphic designers are all like she helped us get in because – previously we just didn't even know it was a thing well now everyone knows it's a thing and they're still like wait 
like so like but what is it really like what do you do you know so I kind of started a hashtag I was really excited because I like looked on Instagram and no one was using it yet (laughs) I was like I invented something (laughs) but it's a hashtag a graphic designer made that and it's sort of I wanted to just like encourage people who were working in film um, because there's a lot more than you would think who do it just quietly and it's our day-to-day jobs Um, but I wanted to encourage people to like share what they're doing and um, talk about what they're doing and learn other people like who want to learn how to do it Um, and it's sort of slowly evolved into the idea of making this course um, that I'm in the middle of I've been in the middle of for a while because it's hard to do side hustles when you're working on these uh, projects for 10 to 12 hours a day but Mm. um, it is coming along slowly but surely yeah so how will the course work what sort of things will it include um so you know the first module is like we want to talk all about the art department what is it who are they like you know because these are your people that you're going to be working right next to or getting you're getting hired by them and um I'm embarrassed to say a little bit but it took me like some time to even figure out like what are all these people, you know, doing? What are their jobs? Which is which is kind of the intention, I think, of opening credits too, which I love. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll talk about the art department. We'll talk about the design process, which that chapter is going to be super big and fun and trying to get into nitty gritty stuff on the creative side. There's a chapter about skills you need, tools you need. Uh, something I'm very keen to talk about is like film crew lifestyle, um, which I think... I forgot, oh gosh, who was your first guest? She was talking about it. Oh, Flora. Frickin yes, yes. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> she's like, you know, talking about how fast paced the work is and how crazy it can be and how, how sometimes we kind of miss like, you know, working for like a freelance brand client is a totally different change of pace. And so just kind of preparing students for like, what is the lifestyle? What are the good things about it? Um, the bad things about it because I believe I really do believe there's wonderful things about working in film and also like sometimes it you know people don't like to say it it's hard to say but there's kind of some terrible things <laughs> about it mm. um, so it's it's this weird like love-hate relationship I think that a lot of us have yeah well yeah the course sounds great um when are you hoping to have it ready by I want I want anyone who follows me on Instagram who's listening to know that like the course, it is coming. It is definitely, you know, I work on it in my downtime, in my free time. Um, but when you're working 10 to 12 hours a day, every day of the week, you know, every weekday, sometimes Saturdays for months on end, you know, you don't have a lot of time for side hustle projects. So, um, Mm. but I keep plugging away. I would love to have something launched by like Christmas is my ideal goal. Um, but we will have to see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. But you set up like a mailing list for like updates yeah. for anyone who's interested, right? Yeah. Um, on my website is www.ginamadethis.com slash a graphic designer made that. Once the course is like, I have a date, I have a sign up link, like all the stuff, it's going to be going out through the website, through the email list and yeah. Instagram primarily so cool well there you go stay tuned yeah 
Gina, you clearly have a passion for this, which you're now planning to share with other people interested in getting into the industry. Yeah. Where did that passion come from? Where did it all start for you? Well, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, so (laughs) I didn't, I, that got me interested in filmmaking in general. And, and I actually was going to go to film school with no really like clear goal of like where I wanted to end up in film, just working in film equals going to film school. And I, I'm kind of really glad I did not do that. I really liked graphic design and um, I just decided to, at the last minute, kind of, I like changed my mind and decided to, my major was going to be graphic design and I loved every second of it. I loved going to school. I loved getting my, um, you know, my design degree. And then when I came out on the other side in college, I was like, well, that's, that's it. You know, my choice was made. (laughs) I'll never work in film. I I decided to become a graphic designer and I was okay with that. Um, And then it was right, you know, a couple years after that I had been freelancing in sort of like entertainment adjacent, you know, I was in LA, I was, I was kind of like working with people who were like trying to get films made and stuff like that. Um, but that's when the whole Annie Atkins thing kind of happened. And, um, like, I think a bajillion other young graphic designers, we were watching Grand Budapest Hotel and it's like the Mendel's candy box. (laughs) Oh, really? It was the Grand Budapest Hotel specifically that started it all for you? Yeah, well, and then very immediately afterwards, I once I the light bulb went on, I went, I was able to go backwards to other things that I really loved growing up and realize all of the things that were made by a graphic designer that I never realized before, like the really easy um, reference that I think a lot of people love is, you know, Mina Lima and Harry Potter and everything. Mm-hmm. it's just graphics all over the place and i i never ever ever thought about it yeah prior even like in high school i was i was a um um in a newspaper class so we had like a school newspaper and i was designing newspapers and you would think like knowing that like a newspaper is a thing that a designer needs to design and then seeing a newspaper in harry potter you would think that it would click but it just didn't a graphic designer made that yeah and that's that's the name that's the name of the course because that was that was what I said in my head I was watching Grand Budapest Hotel with my friends and I saw the box I was like wait like out loud I was like wait I grabbed the remote and I like paused it and I I rewound um you know I scrubbed back to the box and I was like I like looked at my friends who were like what are you doing right now? I was like, I looked at my friends and I pointed at the screen and I was like, a graphic designer made that. And they were like, what? And I'm like, no. <laughs> can we go back to watching? And I'm like, no, you don't understand. It was like my whole world in 30 seconds, just my brain just exploded open. Yeah. Because like, prior to that, I was kind of like, I didn't really know where my career was going to go. I was just kind of like freelancing and thinking I wanted to work in film and wondering if I had to end up going back to film school after all and like mm. not knowing where I was going to go. And then it's just, yeah, that that little clip, that tiny little clip just like blew it open. I love that. Do you have any other favorite props or sets from films that you've been inspired by or wish you could have been involved in making? I do love um, Back to Harry Potter again. The, um, the, the Weasley twins, when they open their joke shop, 
and it, they have like, they're selling, you know, magical candies and magical prank toys and magical, like, it's like a, a vintage candy shop with like all sorts of magical fun and chaos and the colors are bright. And I, every time I went back and would see that, that set, um, like the Weasley joke shop, I just, yeah. I was like, Oh, that would have been fun. That would have just been so much fun to just yeah, like so cool. bring out all that packaging and like mm. you know all the all the decor of like the the store, you know, the set. I think we focus or a lot people focus a lot on props because they're more likely to get those little insert shots and stuff. But um it's been fun. I've been having a lot of fun, like, you know, thinking about the bigger set pieces. Like I had to do wallpaper for the first time on uh, the show I'm on now, um, which just opened up a whole new, you know, segment <laughs> of this job that I had to learn about. Cause like designing wallpaper is like a whole thing on its own. And so now, now when I watch shows, I'm like, Ooh, look at that carpet. Like that's, I think a graphic designer made that carpet and a graphic <laughs> designer made that, that wall texture and that like, you know, um, Oh golly, I forget her name right now, but she does like a lot of surface pattern design in the UK. Um, oh, Kathy, Kathy, Kathy Heezer, yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> so you see all that work, and you start to notice that, like, you know, there's obvious things like logos, and then there's the completely unobvious things. Yeah. Speaking of unobvious things, then, what's the strangest or most unexpected thing you've had to make during a film project? Um. I think like a show creator, she had an idea for the script and they brought me on to kind of help like pitch this project. And they didn't tell me who we were pitching it to. They just said, I, we have a, a very important meeting and, and we really like, we need these guys to buy in. And if they buy in, you know, then we would take it to like a bigger production studio. And then they were like, Hey, so we're, the meeting's coming up and we want to like make this takeaway gift so that the people that we're meeting with, you know, they can like have something to kind of take with them after the meeting and kind of think about the, the show. And like we did, it was a children's show. I was like, oh, like we can hand, you know, bind like a little printed um, journal with like the little character drawings that we were doing for the show. And like, it'll be fun. And we like, I designed all the pages and I did like this custom little cover for the book with like watercolor on it. And I, bound it and it was like a nice little gift and I gave it to my client and she's like okay we're gonna take it to the meeting and that was like the last I heard about it so then like a month or two later it got to the point where they were ready to move on to the next phase of pitching and they wanted to bring me on again she's like can you sign this NDA uh, non-disclosure agreement and then you know then then I can tell you what's been happening and so I signed the document and I was like so who was the meeting with and she's like okay are you ready? And I was like, who, who was the meeting with? And she was like, it was Michelle Obama. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, yeah, Michelle Obama, like they're starting a production company. And, and we, we pitched this, you know, this children's show to them. And like the little book you made was for her. I'm like, she took my book home. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the weirdest thing I've ever had. <laughs> the most unexpected thing I've ever made is like, yeah, I'd say so. And uh, the show yeah. was the show's Waffles and Mochi. It's a cute little show. It's on Netflix now. And mm. It's just cool because, you know, that particular show, I was involved 
way before the cameras even turned on. So it was really fun to like help help sell the show. Then once the show was finally getting made, um, the graphics for it. So it was like, I'm working on a show that I, that exists because of like that work we did before. And it, it, yeah. it was just really cool. Like seeing the whole process. Like, yeah. Is it that process that you enjoy most about working in film or, you know, what other aspects do you like most about your job? So, okay. One of the biggest things I love changing projects like last year I worked on something that was set it was like all black and white like 1960s aliens like you know stuff like that I worked on summer camp we built a summer camp for American Horror Story 1984 and it was like classic American 1980s summer camp um you know getting into that whole design aesthetic was super, super fun and super distinct for like that era and that setting, even like a summer camp, you know, carved mm. wooden signs and like um, just like weird stuff that you just won't make. You wouldn't be making. I, I made um, on American Horror Story 1984. It's one of my favorite sets I ever made. And it's the most, it's a, it was a gas station. Like, a grungy <laughs> old gas station that the characters pull up on the side of the road. And we made this like super big neon sign for the gas station. And I, and, and I made like, you know, the, the canopy little sign with the little flipboard where they change the price of the gas each day. And it was so fun and I loved it. And then now I'm working on a 1865 civil war era Victorian and it's just like that like variety of you know creative projects has been so fun and and just digging into the weird like super nerdy research for each of those projects and like the strange things you learn that like I would probably never be researching otherwise but like (laughs) I had to spend like a whole week researching east coast cemeteries specifically for a show and then like you know, looking at what all the headstones look like and what all the illustrations were on the headstones and like, what did the, you know, lettering look like on a six a headstone from like 1650, just, just the sheer variety of things you learn um, and the things you have to research and then the things you get to make. I feel like it makes me more well-rounded as a person and as a creative. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And are you able to bring any of those pretty unique skills that you've learned from your film work into the work that you do for brands and businesses? I I don't do a ton of branding at the moment, but I, I do love, um, you know, when it clicked for me that I'm like, oh, branding is just storytelling. Just, you know, you're taking, um, like, the way I like to approach branding is that first you have to figure out who is this company like who are they what's their whole story what's their voice what's their you know and all of that's like the strategic side of branding um and then you kind of you like figure out who they are and what their deal is and what they want to promote to the world and then it's your job to put a visual like look a visual face on that story and on that identity Mm. um and i i don't like to just slap you know a brand image that is just trendy or like something that I personally like, you have to try and find the reason 
and why are you designing something a certain way? Um, and I feel like with my film industry work, um, maybe even more so than on the branding side, like we have to do that all the time because you can't just, you know, you have to be very, very particular about like, why am I making this graphic look the way it looks? Because everything you make has to be telling that story. And mm -hmm. I think with branding, it's, it's the same deal. You have to first come up with your, like, what am I trying to do? Why am I trying to do it? And then you have every design decision you make, I think should be funneling towards those points. Yeah. And has your experience in filmmaking helped you in that respect, do you think? Yeah. If you, you know, if you think of branding as storytelling, it's like we do it all day, every day and mm. um, making up fake brands too, all the time for shows, you kind of have to put your business hat on and imagine like you do branding exercises like rapid fire, I think. Um, yeah. when you're working on shows, cause you just have to do, it. <laughs> you have to get it out and move on to the next six storefronts yeah. <laughs> design that week. <laughs> and more and more businesses are now using designers from the film industry for their branding. Yeah. What would you say is the biggest benefit of using a film creative over say another designer who doesn't have that storytelling experience? We, so one of the phrases I like to use is we create everything from nothing on a daily basis. So like I was saying, this kind of sums up a lot of things we were saying, but like we, we've created carpet, we've created wallpaper, we've created newspapers, we've researched, you know, several different decades of like building construction, design, architecture, like the, as you kind of progress working in the film industry, each show you know, each different era, each different setting, each different tone. Like maybe you've worked on something that's kind of dark and gritty. Maybe you've worked on something that's colorful and it's a, it's a children's show about food and it's like, you know, bubbly. And like, I think that what you get on the other end of all that film industry experience is somebody who is not intimidated to like, if, I, if you're a business owner and you need a brand, you need a designer who's going to jump into your world and understand what you're trying to do and not just try to force you to fit like whatever style they feel like is their personal style or mm. like what they want every brand to look like. And I, I just I just think that there's a resourcefulness that comes with working in film and also just like, research and knowledge and resourcefulness is just it just creates a person who is like oh you want to do a brand that's like inspired by victorian era england like i got it or like you want to do 1980s rock and roll like i got it and yeah. just that being able to put on different personalities outside of ourselves like our own personal you know sometimes i i see people working in branding especially with like us, you know, the Instagram generation of everything being so visual, it's really easy to go out there and see what's currently trendy. And you can definitely see people just being like, today we're all designing logos that have like a hand holding a flower with a little arch of let like curved letters and like you and a hundred thousand other people are like, it, it looks very similar and it's a really cool look, but I don't know. I, I like it. I like it when you're able to bring like 
some really unique perspective to the projects. And I think that's definitely the benefit. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, Gina, we could chat for hours about this, I'm sure, but we should probably wrap this up, do you think? <laughs> it's There's so much good stuff to talk about. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was really fun. It's been a pleasure. Good luck with your course. Hopefully you can find the time to get it finished. <laughs> yes, yes. Thanks again for coming on. Awesome. Speak to you soon. Cool. Have a good one. If you would like to find out more about Gina's course, a graphic designer made that, check out ginamadethis.com or at ginamadethis on Instagram. While you're there, be sure to follow us at Opening Credits, where we'll be sharing some of Gina's work, including her remix of the Opening Credits logo. Also, keep an eye out for our Q&A post and comment with your questions you'd like asked to our next guest on the show. Or if you're not on Instagram, send them in to hello at openingcredits.net. Gina has joined our creative community for film pros, the Opening Credits Network. And if you're a designer with a background in the film industry, head to Facebook to be a part of it too. Links in the show description. As always, thanks for tuning in. See you next time.